The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Mitchell's Farm Supplies and International Organic Farming Week. If it's not organic, get back in the truck. We're using this opportunity to release a brand new product, Nature's Beak, our new wholly organic animal feed made from 100% crushed up bird beaks. There's no better feeling than being safe in the knowledge that your cows, pigs, and horses are getting back to nature and eating nothing but additive-free beaks. For a free tester pack of Nature's Beak, wink at a crow and whisper, Mitchell's. Hello, and welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and printed magazine, brought to you by the new organic animal feed from Mitchell's, Nature's Beak. This episode is also brought to you in association with International Organic Farming Week, and so this month's edition is all about organic farming. Later, we have a poem from former bovine poet laureate Michael Banyan, but first we grapple with the question, what is organic farming? To find out, I spoke to the owner of a large organic turnip farm, Roland Fitzgerald, or as he calls himself, the Hertfordshire Turnip King. The Fitzgerald family have farmed turnips in Britain since they came over with the Norman Conquest. The earliest reference we can find to the family business is in in 1067, very shortly after they came over with the Conqueror. And the founder of the farm was a man called... Odo Fitzgerald. ...who is actually pictured on the bio-tapestry, hurling a flaming turnip at an Anglo-Saxon warrior. He cuts a distinctive figure because he was extremely tall by the standards of the day, uh, at five foot six, which... In that period, he was one of the tallest men in Western Europe. In return for his bravery during the Battle of Hastings, he was given a vast swathe of land in Hertfordshire. Since then, for the last thousand years or so, um, the the family tradition has been maintained and uh, we have supplied turnips to uh, members of the royal family and to anyone else who was in need of turnip-based sucker. I began my interview with Roland with a simple question. What is organic farming? Well, um, I mean, I don't wish to, to blind everybody, all your listeners, with too much science. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a number of different uh, factors that go into determining whether or not something is organic. But I think probably the, the, the clearest example, uh, as laid out by the, uh, the guidelines of the European Union, which we are still subject to, but uh, not for much longer, I'm glad to say, uh, which is uh, just really it's about how much shite is spread onto the vegetables. So it all just comes down to shite? Yes. And here's the science with Dr Jonathan Rainsbury. Here's the science with Dr Jonathan Rainsbury. Spreading faeces on plants makes them grow faster, but at this stage, nobody knows why. I'm afraid to say there are a number of people who purport to be organic farmers who are, you know, for want of a better word, charlatans, really, who are, uh, uh, you know, deploying their vegetables to the supermarket shelves with really a minimal amount of of shit on them. Uh, What we do, what we've always historically done at Fitzgerald Farms is to... um, coat all of the seeds in in shit 
before we plant them. So really, they, the, the seeds are harvested uh, and placed immediately into a large vat, which is filled to the brim with effluents. Uh, and then those seeds are left to marinate in it for up, upwards of six months uh, before being planted uh, at the next harvesting cycle. And really, uh, we have found that um, the more shite, the more flavour. And and you spread the shite on, I believe, throughout the process. A, a That's good, right, yes. We keep a basting. A good basting of, of, of back passage goulash every couple of weeks. Yes, that's right. We get through a huge amount of the stuff. How much bum gravy do you need? Well, we've worked out now that we need about one metric tonne of shit per turnip. So that is, I mean, for us, we're producing probably something close to the region of two to 300,000 turnips a year. That's a lot of butt crumpets. Luckily, for the last few hundred years, the Fitzgerald family have been able to rely on the nearby Shite family shit farm, currently run by Beverly Shite, who joined me on the line with Roland. Hello. Until the mid-20th century, there used to be farms across the length and breadth of this country that were dedicated solely to the production of the nourishing biological biscuits that only a cow's arse can produce. But with the rise of chemical fertilisers, the Shite family shit farm is the only farm keeping the tradition alive. It's a dying art. <laughs> Obviously, any any cow will pass cattle croutons occasionally, but do these cows produce more dirty cake mix than a, another cow? If they, if I had any cows that were were just passing occasionally, they would be fired. No, these these cows are they are trained. They are top of their game. And if listeners are listening now and and aren't you know, aware of what you do. Mm. I just want to make it very clear that you create, you know, let, let's not beat around the bush, mm-hmm. the highest quality special fudge in the business. Oh. And that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have any shame about that. And I know some people really don't understand it. People, but I am a farmer. I am a farmer. Do you feel that other farmers and, and maybe... um Underestimate you know, me, uh, mock me. Maybe Roland can come in yeah. here. Do you feel that other farmers well, don't respect what you do and don't think of it well, as farming? Do you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm very grateful that you've uh, sort of called on me here because I have to say I've been slightly sort of sitting on my hands um, uh, over here, given that, I, you know, I, I would say that I and many other farmers view uh, what Beverly does with, with the greatest of respect, with <laughs> the greatest of respect, is... Um, not really farming. It's 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 right. You know it, it, what is it then? Well, it's like um, it's like you're working in a fat in a factory or something. It's like you're combining uh, you know ingredients to make another ingredient. If you catch my meaning, in a manner of speaking, it is closer to cooking than it is to farming. So how do you, how do you feel about that, Beverly? You're more of a kind of gravy chef. I, I mean, I fail to see that there's any similarity at all. Well, if you think about it, you're 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 putting ingredients, you know, water and uh, uh, grass into a sort of pot, if you will, just a sort of one that walks around, and then you know something comes out the other end of it. I mean, actually, what you're doing is less. You're coating a seed in shit and putting it in the ground and waiting. I mean, I don't see that there's any skill in that at all. Right, but I mean, then. What comes out the other it's end amazing. is amazing. I mean, oh, no, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, it's I, a miracle. I grant you that. I'm not going to sit here and say anything against your turnips because they are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm the bigger person here. I think I have the moral high ground. I don't. I, I listen. I don't think there's any ground 
either way, I think we can all agree to just disagree. Beverly, when I uh, visited your farm mm. a few years ago, I don't know if you remember that, I was taken around by your uh, your cousin Gwen. We do we do have a lot of groups come around. Yes. So um, it me. was a lovely day out. Uh, the kids loved it, mm-hmm. um, especially that play area at the end, which was um, you know, <laughs> very mucky, but a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, we filled the slide up with, with um, substandard shites. And it certainly wasn't substandard from the point of view of lubrication for the slide no absolutely absolutely that was our first thought actually um (laughs) when i was there what was interesting to me is that there were bags there of food that you were feeding to the the cattle yes some of which as far as i could tell were turnips from roland's farm which you were feeding the cows Uh, and it got me thinking about the kind of circle of life here because you are as far as i'm aware sending shite to farms like roland's yeah they then use that shite to create vegetables which you then feed to your cattle which to create shite it's the circle of life yeah yes but in a kind of more negative way of looking at it you know in one way yes it's the circle of life in another way it's a kind of huge waste of everyone's time and effort yeah yeah i mean um uh, we don't we don't often let the cows that will have been a treat for them, those those turnips. Obviously, I took the kids there for Christmas. That's why we were there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there will be, you know, the one of the cows dresses up as uh, as Santa, and um, and will deliver some turnips to to the cows. But no, no, that's not um that's not a usual thing. Roland, have you have you have you been down there for the the shitty Christmas nights? Uh, yeah, I have in the past. Um, you know, one thing that we should probably say is that for a long time, Beverly and Beverly's family have been supplying my family's yeah. farm with with the sh- the shite that we use. Hundreds and, of years, yes, hundreds. I mean, uh, uh, Roland, uh, for for a long time, it's it has happened, and then of recently, we, things have gone in a different direction. But yes, I used to. I used to go and uh, go down and uh, show my face, uh, as it were. Uh, it's always good to. To, to, to see and be seen, these sorts of things. Um, Can I just interject here? It, yes. It, it feels like, I might be wrong here, but I'm, I'm picking up something between the two of you. There's a little bit of animosity. And something you just said, Roland, about until, until recently she was uh, supplying you. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear this, actually, yeah. Roland. Yeah, very interesting. No, very no, interesting. No, you know, no, no animosity on on my Why part. Certainly, uh, I've, I've got got a lot lot of time for, for Beverly and, and her, her shit farm. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm afraid you know, in the current climate, um, that, that it's become increasingly difficult to justify uh, the, the expense of transporting the shite, um, the the two or three hundred yards it is between Beverly's farm and mine and so you know recently i i took the decision to change my supplier he's got his own herd in yeah uh, yes i mean some of those cows right. you you hadn't even met before you bought as far as i can Sorry, make just to, out just to clarify what's happened here then you, you're saying beverly that instead of buying the doodle dumplings from you the quality uh, that, yeah. that has been going on for hundreds of years yeah. he's now got his own cows is that what is that what you're saying yeah y- yes Yes, that that's that's right, um, Roland. Yes, to help Beverly understand what's going on here, has there ever been any problem with with the quality of what she's providing you? Well, listen, I'm not here to to uh, you know sling mud uh, or, or or shite for that matter, um, but I will say that 
at times there have been some issues with the quality of the product that we've received. Ah. You know, Beverly's producing, she's doing her best. She's been very brave, especially since her husband uh, died under those terrible circumstances. Uh, uh, She's been really jolly brave. And I say died, maybe he'll turn up, but, um, uh, and... He could still bob to the surface, Roland. He could indeed, yes. I mean, uh, there's, there's... He's definitely in there. Oh, yeah. He's definitely in there. Right, yes, well, yeah, he, yes, exactly. Well, he's in there somewhere. And, you know, to be honest with you, some of the stuff that we've been receiving recently, I mean, I tend to crack every um, uh, barrel of shite that we get and I, I'll drop a big, uh, big scoop in there and just, just get, a, get a sense of what we've got. And, um, you know, I tapped a couple of barrels uh, last year and, and what came out, I'm pretty sure, was, was not, uh, it was shite, uh, oh. But not as I knew it, Jim. Uh, if if you will. What? Sorry. Um, what are you? Who, and, uh, who? What? What sort of shite? Well, uh, you know. What's the What's the problem with it? Look, Beverly, I don't really think this is the forum you, for us to think, to get into this. I don't think you, you want think me it to... wasn't a cow, wasn't it? Well, I think uh, yes. I mean, I I listen. I can. I may not be an expert in shite, but I can spot a dog's egg when I see one. Right. Okay. Uh, no, that's and a very. Hang on, let me just interject here. That that's a very serious accusation to make, Roland. It's a very serious. Well, that's like, well, like I said, I would rather have done this off air. But uh, but if Beverly is is determined to to air her dirty laundry, then um, I I've got will, nothing to hide. Uh, uh, okay. Well, well, how about if we get someone down from Defra? Oh. You know, get uh, get an inspector down from Defra to crack some of these barrels and see what's in them. Beverly, these are obviously. Uh, I can't believe what I'm hearing here. Well, I'll, I'll give you your chance to respond in a mm. moment. I just wanted to say, on top of what uh, Roland has already told us, we have had some correspondence through to the network over recent months. People have been buying the gift baskets that you sell. Yep. The the the, the brown porridge breakfasts. Yes, um, very high quality products. Sure, and over Christmas, I know those fly off the shelves. We have a letter here from a, a woman from Newcastle called uh, Mrs. Davis, who says that she believes that some of the shite that she received in the in the gift hamper was of human origin. Right, right. Mm. Um, well, what I would say to her is, do you think that cow's shite is better than human? Because, uh, it, you know, it, it depends on the human, obviously. Wow. But, but some humans... I mean... Do you think some humans can, can hold a candle to a cow's ass? Obviously, don't do that, literally. No, it's very dangerous. But I, I think that some, some humans aspire to it and that maybe some humans, when they're a little bit drunk and lonely... Uh-oh. Might, just to see, just to see what it would be like... Beverly... To get involved. Beverly, Beverly, have you been defecating in my barrels? I've been. I've been. I have not. I've not been near your barrels, but I do sometimes go and join the cows. Oh, gosh. At night. Um, and when it is gathered later. I mean, for all I know, the dogs have been doing it as well because those cows are, are those dogs' heroes. They really are. They look so up I don't to know them. if those. They really do. And, and, and so if those dogs. You know, they might want to join. So, so you're now saying there could be dog. So, so the dog's eggs. And it's a tribute, is what I'm saying. If it is in there, uh, uh, it's, dear God. it's a way, it's an homage. So, you know, it, it's an honour for them, for them, for anyone, dog or. So you're human. saying you're saying Beverly that Roland should feel honoured that some of the feces he's received isn't the cow shit that he thought he was getting. 
Yeah, I think it is an honour. I mean, and I think he is a, a Judas, frankly. I mean, famously, of course, Jesus Christ did uh, defecate into the wine that he gave Judas. Oh, there's no need the to be Supper. like that. So, well, exactly, exactly. You see how absurd and offensive that is to say. And I refute the title of Judas. You know, I, I'm. I, I. You know, there's have no to protect better. My your herds. Business. Your herds are idiots. I know this. How do you know this? I've seen them. You think that the quality that they're going to produce isn't going to be as high as yours, Beverly? No, absolutely. I guarantee you. I've been down there. I've been at the fence shouting at them, you know, just to see what their reaction is. They're thick. I will say, and I will hold my hands up and say that thus far, uh, the herd, despite having been in place for four or five weeks now at this stage, has yet to pass anything. Uh, And they're just steadily getting larger and larger uh, and uh, uh, yeah. increasingly unwell. But I, Too I thick am, to shit. I am confident... Yeah, but you feel embarrassed now. I am confident that given time, uh, we can iron out the kinks in our, our, our system. I'm not even uh, sure they are cows. I think you may have been duped. That's, I mean, but, that's a ridiculous, well, ridiculous s- suggestion. Uh, I've never heard of a cow too thick to shit. Well, so. I'm sure they're just taking their time. Perhaps if they didn't have a, a, a you know... A, a local m- murderer, potentially. <gasps> oh, uh, yes, I said it. We, I'm we've Carol all been thinking, Baskin, am I? We've all been you thinking. You think that I'm Carol Baskin? Your husband disappeared under strange circumstances and has never been seen again. And you inherited millions of pounds and then spent it on filling that farm with with various defecating animals. So, uh, suffice to say that I, I am. Uh, I, I imagine that my cows are probably pretty put off by having you coming and shouting over the fence at them. I think that some of those cows, not all of them, but some of them are probably actors. Oh, for God's sake. No, I, you've, you've seen them. I know you have. It's happened to well, other people. I, now, Roland, now, Roland you, 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 you'll be aware that the, the test to see if a cow is an actor is you, you prod it in the side, and obviously if it sings, it's an actor. Have you tried the prod test? Uh, yes, of course. I, I did know about that test because I'm I'm uh, uh, I I, I <laughs> yeah. you know I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Suddenly, but, um, a cow expert. Uh, uh, th- it's th- the thank you, Beverly. Trick thank you. I, I, I allowed no. you. To sp- I allowed you to refute. I allowed you to refute the allegations that you murdered your husband, which I I don't think you did particularly well. Um, Nobody but, um, cares. Uh, Nobody cares say, if I did. Suffice to say, um, uh, while I've not prodded any of my cows I, I i really haven't needed to because you know they all look exactly like cows are supposed to look they have big googly eyes and, and the big eyelashes and they all have uh, what looks to be a sort of um, uh, a flower of some kind um sewn between their lips mm-hmm. um and, answer and they me have this, little hats Roland. on so that's what cows are answer me this yes do they have anuses okay because surely that is something you would check, like, immediately. Uh, listen, Beverly, I can't go around checking that every body and every creature that crosses my path has an anus. I, I'd be busy from morning, noon and night. So I've not checked. I assume that they have anuses. Um, and I think I should probably go and check that. I mean, Rodin, from a, a neutral perspective here... Yes. You sound like a hopelessly naive amateur shit farmer well i mean like i say turnips really turnips is where i'm on my a game yeah um, you should have stuck to your turnips that uh well not uh, put me out of business I, well i mean in retrospect was it was it hasty i don't know but i mean i i suppose i i would ask the listeners 
to consider how they would feel if um, they broke open a barrel of premium bum stuff and in, inside what they found was, you know, a couple of nasties from the, the, the home court. Very nice dog. Here's the science with Dr Jonathan Rainsbury. On average, dogs defecate twice a day. Unfortunately, at this stage, nobody knows why. Beverly, how has this affected business for you? Obviously, um... Where the f*** do you think? I mean, I've got a warehouse full of shit, and which I cannot shift. Because I know that you'd, you still sell quite a lot of shit to Prince Andrew. Oh, lovely Andy. No, yeah, he would never, he would never let me down. It's, it's a sort of, it's a bit of a mystery what he's doing with it but he assures it's all it's all legit and I, I mean one thing I will say he does know how to enjoy himself so as long as he's enjoying himself with it uh I'm I'm very happy and we've also been um you know we have been trying to diversify we've been doing a sort of pick your own shit festival um which hasn't gone down as as well as I would have hoped. But um, the Christmas markets, the, the artisanal uh, stuff, you know. Um, the, do you know the little poo emoji? Uh, we, we, we've got a mould that, that makes those. So the idea is you buy a, a real-life emoji, and I'm hoping that that will, will take off. Well, I wish you all the best with, with that, with that Beverly. Roland, this isn't how I planned this interview to go. I yeah. didn't quite realise this. there was this amount of animosity between the two of you. And it's it's hard to listen to. I'll I'll be honest because um, it seems like this this relationship that's gone back hundreds of years really is 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 in this parlous state. Is there anything that can be done? Do you think to to fix this this broken relationship? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. I, it would be very difficult at this stage. I mean, I, I have made and we've skipped over some of the. Uh, the, the the real details of this the breakdown of this relationship I, I first uh, petitioned Beverly for her to allow me to uh, inspect her anus daily to ensure that none of uh, her leavings had made their way into my my business and uh, as I said there are there, there sorry are, I'll stop there you there, there right? sorry I'll stop you there right? yes. how would how would inspecting her anus give you the information you needed to know whether any of her you know, God's marmalade had made its way into the barrels. I think we'd be well. Would then we'd be able to know like when it was last used and whether there was any danger that uh, there had been excessive uh, usage of her anus. Uh, uh, you know, whether that had worked its way into any of into any of our business. I mean, add to that the fact that uh, she uh, has been shouting at my cows, irrespective of whether they're actors or not. I don't. I don't think that that's that's really the sort of behaviour that one would like to expect from uh, a supplier. She definitely murdered her husband, Roy who was a really a, a singularly dull man, but very reliable. And uh, I, I, just because you're boring doesn't mean you should be murdered. And I think that's enough. I mean, I really, I, I can't quite work out how I could work my way back into the good graces of someone like that and have her work her way back into mine. I don't want your good graces. Do you know that? I've, I've sat and I've listened to your hoity-toity it's, nonsense. See, it always comes back to I was going to say shit, but over the... Over the I'm not even saying jealousy. You, I, my shit, you're, you're I'm not even going to use the word envy. shit about your nonsense. It's not worth it. It doesn't deserve, doesn't deserve that. My shit doesn't deserve any of this. Screw you. I don't even want to, I don't even want to try anymore. I, I'm glad my business is over. It's, uh, uh, yeah, good. Me too. Me too. It's the politics of envy. I mean, you heard it there. It's all about class with these people. F- you. Wow. Well, I mean, you heard it. You heard it there, clear as day. 
Well, um, I don't know if you're still there, Beverly, but uh, Roland, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me. And to, and to um, you. I, I expect this will run and run, um, but um, I wish you all the best. And um, uh, I'll, I'll be in touch about making a turnip order because, um, gosh, they're, they're lovely. They, they really are. The only turnips I found that you can just eat like an apple. Really refreshing. Yes, yeah, they've got that crisp skin and so juicy. A big thanks to Beverly and Roland for that interview. More after these ads. Imagine, after a long day, you lower yourself into a hot bath and bite down into a cool, crunchy turnip. Mmm. Imagine, you're with the whole family, brought together around a table, gorging on a big bag of turnips. The turnip juice running down their chins. Stains and memories that will last a lifetime. Mmm. Imagine. Under a hail of incoming arrows, you hurl a flaming turnip right into the face of a marauding Anglo-Saxon warrior. Got him. Mmm. Imagine. The victorious army discard their armour and surrender themselves to the cool taste of crunchy, fresh turnips. The Normans and their children will rule this island forever. turnip. Spoil yourself with a Fitzgerald turnip. The choice of William the Conqueror. And remember, eat Fitzgerald turnips unwashed for that signature organic flavour. Oh my god, this turnip. When your animals eat nature's beak, our new organic animal feed made from 100% crushed up bird beaks, will they absorb the power of the birds and be able to fly? No, but will they be happy and full of beaks? Absolutely. For a free tester pack of nature's beak, corner a duck and bellow, Mitchells. Now. As promised, it's time for a poem from the former bovine poet laureate, Michael Banyan. When I told him this month's episode would be about organic farming, he said that he had the perfect thing, a hitherto unpublished poem that he wrote many years ago. So I wrote this poem after a walk in the country with um, a friend of mine at the time, Jonathan Franzen, who was going through a very rough patch at the time. I remember he'd, uh, he'd bought a nightclub and had moved in. He was uh, living inside a fully operational 24-7 nightclub, uh, played very, very loud, very disturbing music and uh, attracted quite a rough crowd. So Franzen was really, really quite quite badly degraded uh, at this time. I remember he, he, he wore a very tight T-shirt, very small T-shirt with the arms roughly, scissored off and uh, and just a towel around his waist yes i remember he got it into his head that he could only eat yogurt and nutmeg and that was that was all he ate um and it was quite, quite a disturbing sight he would put a nutmeg into his mouth whole and and then down a carton of yogurt and and sort of um reverse gag it backwards down his throat um it was um 
yeah, tr- truly a very disturbing period. Um, but I decided as a friend to help him out. I, I, th- I thought a walk in the country would do him a lot of good. Um, it's fresh air and just to sort of rethink things. So yes, I prepared qu- quite a quite a detailed plan for us. I had maps and uh, and compasses and so on. But within minutes, Franson, of course, had disappeared, just just without a trace. <laughs> and uh, I found out later that he'd managed to drink all the oil in a um, tractor, and somehow crawled into a into a rabbit hutch, I believe, and and slept there for a week. But I decided to carry on without him. And uh, I walked into this field, and I remember it was absolutely full of, of cow shit. There was shit absolutely everywhere. Uh, there was these, these large, sort of hefty, sort of saucers of, of, of turds all around me, and I, and I stood in one. And I remember feeling re- feeling really quite overwhelmed um, by this experience. I, I'd actually never never stood in cow shit before, and it was uh, really something quite profound. For me, I, I felt connected to the turd. I felt connected to all the turds in that field. I felt connected to all the turds in the, in the country, and I really felt the um, the nobility of these of these things, their the, 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 the gentle majesty, their their quiet grace. I then went on to do something which um, which is is I, I still don't really understand to this day. And in a way, the poem is my effort to understand what I did. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this poem. It's called Ode to Cowshit. As I walked across a moor, a squelching clenched my boot. I looked straight down and there I saw your sweetly reeking fruit. I glanced across the boggy field and all around my feet were lumps of anal wreckages, a stricken, stinking fleet. A shitty armada of arse-made pies you opened up my eyes. Turds of every shade, from brown to darkest brown, were gloriously displayed. The full spectrum of a cow's rectum, you plucked my soul with your smelly plectrum. Arse-born children, your fate to pass from colon warm to chilly grass. No cake to celebrate your birth, or doctor measuring your girth, just left a grassy welcome mat to mark the spot where you were shat. But I salute your chunky lumps, kiss the hem of your funky clumps, and raise a shit-stained flag to thee, O stinking wheels of rectal brie. Noble envoy of the bowel, priceless jewel upon my trowel, your status is a travesty, belies your putrid majesty, viscous discus shut down from Mount Olympus. And then, without a moment's thought, my hands they journeyed south, Back up they came with foulest pie which I shoveled in my mouth. A rotting snack, squalid feast, a rancid celebration. What have I done? I thought to myself, quickly puked, and walked back to the station. Thank you to Michael Banyan for that wonderful poem and also to Sir Edward Elgar who composed the music specially, somehow knowing that it would be used for this specific purpose 84 years after his death. Amazing. So, 
That's all we've got time for this month. But if you're after more beef and dairy news, get over to our website now, where you can read all the usual stuff, as well as our off-topic section, which this month is a printout and keep guide to the birds you might see in your garden this spring and what they think of you. So, until next time, beef out. Thanks to Humphrey Carr, Margaret K. Bond-Smith, Henry Packer, Tom Crowley, Gemma Arrowsmith and Tim Bick. Here's the science with Dr. Jonathan Rainsbury. There is some sort of force which seems to stick us and everything else on Earth to the ground. At this stage, we just don't know what it is. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man, sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talking about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Hey, Max Fun listeners. Have you been listening to Max Fun for a while and you've just been wondering, where's the new Flat Earth podcast I keep hearing about? Well, here it is. We give you all the facts on NASA's lies and how we know that the Earth is actually flat. Just, Just kidding. kidding. <laughs> this is Ono, Ross, and Carrie, and we join fringe religious groups. We undergo alternative medical treatments. And we hang out with people like 9-11 truthers, flat earthers. We find out why do people believe strange things. We join them, and we tell you all about it. We have a lot of fun. We make a lot of friends. Yeah, we do. We joined the Mormons. We joined the Scientologists. We got acupunctured. We got fire cupped. We got ear candled. We've done it all, and we're going to keep doing it all. Why don't you check out Ono, Ross, and Carrie at MaximumFun.org? MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported